0: What is going on everyone, my name is Andy, welcome back to another FPL video. In this one it's transfer tips for game week 23, so I'm going to go through some of the popular players being moved in and out of teams and discuss whether they are good options or not and also some alternative players that you could look at as well, plus some discussion on double game week 25, and what happens if Liverpool versus Luton doesn't go into that game week. So if you enjoyed the video, make sure to give it a like, hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already, and let's jump into it. All right, let's start with the main man, Erling Haaland, and I think this one is pretty simple, right? If you don't own him, you're probably looking at bringing him in for game week 23, and that is more than likely going to be a great use of a transfer this week. As expected, on his return from injury, he was on the bench. He played about 20 minutes against Burnley last night, and now I would expect him to start against Brentford away in game week 23. Is that a 100% guarantee that he starts? Of course not. There is some risk there. He's just back from injury. We saw Kevin De Bruyne on the bench a few times uh, before he eventually got his start last night, but I don't think the situation is exactly the same, and I'd actually be really surprised if he doesn't start against Brentford. And I think his return from injury has actually fallen pretty nicely for Man City because usually they're playing weekend, Champions League weekend, etc. But they, he's come back to a game against Burnley at home. They don't need him for that. They can put him on the bench and that was on Wednesday night. They don't play again until Monday. So it's a good enough break in between and I think that one appearance off the bench is enough to see him start in game week 23. There's no need to rush that decision of course I mean he might go up in price again that's always a possibility but you can wait and hear what Pep Guardiola says in his press conference ahead of the weekend and unless he puts like a negative spin on things like well Haaland played but he felt a bit of pain we're not sure about the next game unless he says something like that I think most people should be looking to bring him in this week I'm probably going to do that and I'm almost certainly going to captain him as well the bigger question mark Is probably who do you sell now? Everyone's got a slightly different team set up, I get that. I've got Watkins, Solanke, and Alvarez. The thought has crossed my mind, especially if you don't want a Man City defensive player in your team, is could we just keep Alvarez and sell someone else instead? Because we're all, I think the general narrative is that Harlem will start a lot of games, so will De Bruyne, and so will phone and Alvarez is definitely going to be the one that drops out, and that probably is the most likely. But it's not a guarantee that Foden gets more minutes than Alvarez so the thought has crossed my mind that maybe you just take that punt for the fixtures that Man City have got including the double in 25 and keep hold of Alvarez the problem is you then got to decide on a different player to sell instead and I'm just not sure in my case selling Solanke or Watkins is a better option and even if you've got Darwin Nunez, for example, I definitely wouldn't sell him because he's playing great. His minutes look good. And he's obviously got a double in 25 as well. So I think if you've got Alvarez, it probably is worth making that switch because if Haaland's playing, Alvarez can also play number nine. So he has to play a bit deeper. And Obviously, De Bruyne are there, Foden there. They're getting a lot of players back fit. He probably is just worth selling despite how well he did in the last game. So it's almost like a nice goodbye present from Alvarez. You sell him to Haaland and job done. Like I said, unless Pep says something negative, I can't see any reason not to bring him in this week. So let's stick to Man City and talk about Carl Walker next. And I think you can consider yourself a little bit unlucky if you bought him in game week 22. Because on paper, despite the fact that Man City, of course, conceded, it was a great fixture. And he'd started every single game this season. So I do think it was a little bit unlucky to bring him in and then he goes and gets benched. Moving forward, what do you do with him? Well, one of the problems is we don't know why he was benched for Burnley at home was it just a rest in which case he should come straight back in was it tactical in which case he could come straight back in but does that mean he's at risk of a benching again soon or was it because of the off the field stuff and if it was how long is pep going to keep him out of that first 11 the honest answer is i don't know and no one really does so this is what i would probably do looking ahead to kind of game it's 23 24 and that double in 25 if you already own him I would definitely keep him, and I would probably play him this week in the hope that he does start against Brentford away, and I think it's not that bad of an idea to do that, especially with how a lot of defences are going to be set up this week, because for my team, for example, I don't own him, um, but Trent's obviously got Arsenal away, that's going to be difficult for a clean sheet, but obviously he could get attack and returns. Even Porro against Everton away, I wouldn't be that, uh, sorry, I wouldn't be predicting a clean sheet. And then Arsenal defenders have got Liverpool at home. So those kind of defenders are owned by a lot of people. I guess if you've still got like a Dan Burn or a Trippier, they've got Luton at home. That's a decent fixture. But a lot of people are going to have defenders where you're not super confident about clean sheets. So I would probably play him and I would definitely hold on to him. I wouldn't um, kind of knee jerk and get rid of him. If you're someone like me that's been thinking about bringing him in, I guess you give yourself a bit of thinking time now. So unless you absolutely have to use a transfer this week and it's got to be. On a double game week defender, I would just wait and see what happens against Brentford away and preferably Everton at home as well. And if he does come straight back in and plays both of those games, then he's still an option for double game week 25. I guess, and I've said this about a lot of Liverpool and Man City players, if you can, leave the decisions as late as possible. Because if he doesn't start one of the next two, I'm just going to completely ignore him for 25. Because even if he plays both of those games, he might then get benched in game week 26. And One thing to remember, double game weeks, obviously extra fixtures, but it's not extra fixtures if you don't play all of them, right? If he only plays, how many fixtures have we got between 23 and 26, right? It's five fixtures. If he only plays three or four of them, he's not gaining over other defenders that are nailed on to start every single game, like a Pedro Paro, for example. So I think if you own him, you keep hold of him, you probably play him this week as well, unless you've got three other better defenders, in which case, of course, do that. And if you don't own him, I would definitely give yourself a, a bit of thinking time and not look to bring him in until probably game week 25, but at least game week 24. I'd wait to see what happens against Brentford away first. All right, let's talk about Diogo Jota next, doing really well at the moment. It was another return for him last night against Chelsea. And I think that's now three or four games in a row where he's returned. I'm just going to double check here. Uh, Yeah four game weeks in a row he's returned so game week 19 he came off the bench against Burnley got the goal game week 20 came off the bench again two assists against Newcastle the 19 pointer against Burnley uh, sorry Bournemouth in game week 21 and then last night against Chelsea one goal and finished on eight points came off in the 67th minute so great returns good minutes playing centrally you can see why people want to bring him in especially with that potential double in game week 25. But that is worth talking about because it still hasn't been announced. And in game week 25, they play Brentford away on Saturday, the 17th of February. And I was listening to James on Planet FPL. And he reckons if that Luton at home game goes into 25, that would be played on Wednesday, 21st of February. That's only 20 days from now. You would have expected at this point that double game week to be announced. Now, it doesn't mean that it's not going to happen. But I do think if we don't hear about it by this weekend, we should start to get a little bit worried. Now, the good news if you own Jotter is you've got lots of points. You don't need to worry about them. You just keep them in your team for now and hope that double gets put in. And if you don't own them, it's not that bad either because Arsenal away is not a particularly great fixture this week. So you can give yourself a bit more time to see if it gets announced because Bernie at home in Game Week 24 is Saturday the 10th of February and that is also deadline day as well. If we've not heard about it before Game Week 24 – It's probably not happening. So I think, again, unless you need to use a transfer this week and Jota was your number one target, I would try and put it off for one more game week and just go from there. Obviously, it could get announced today or Friday, in which case, happy days. Go ahead and buy him if that was your original plan. But I don't think there's a rush to get him in against Arsenal away and look of course Liverpool can score in that game they're one of the best attacks in the league they're playing really well at the moment but the Arsenal defence is much better than the Chelsea one I wouldn't expect Liverpool to go away to Arsenal and go and score three four goals um, or anything like that and the reason that I think the double is such a key piece of information is Liverpool blank after that right and in game week 24 burning at home is good 25 Brentford away not bad either but they blank in 26 then they got Forrest away in 27 which is okay for sure. But then in 28, it's Man City at home. Not a particularly great fixture. And then if they keep getting through the FA Cup, if they get to the FA Cup uh, quarterfinal, they'll blank in 29. So that double really does play a big part in my thoughts around Liverpool players. Like even for Spurs, for example, with no double coming up anytime soon, they blank in 26. But the fixtures are good after that. Plus they uh, they will definitely play in game week 29. So I do think... That loot in a home game getting put into game week 25 is big information that we need. So, if you can put off the decision to get Jota um, until 24, I would definitely do that. And obviously, if you've not got Haaland, then it's quite easy, right? Because he's the player that you're looking to bring in this week. And you can just delay Liverpool decisions till next week. So, Jota looks good. But I would say, my personal opinion anyway, and what I'm thinking with my team, if that double doesn't get announced for 25, I'll just ignore him, right? I know how good he could be for Bernie at home but that's not enough to warrant bringing him in for potentially Arsenal away this week and then a blank in 26 and no double in 25. Let's see what happens. So James Madison made his return in the league for Spurs last night, played 87 minutes against Brentford, picked up one assist and finished on seven points. So not a bad score. And already over 40,000 FPL managers have brought him in ahead of game week 23. And I don't mind that whatsoever. I really would give Spurs a lot of thought, even though they blank in game week 26. As I've just spoken about with Jota, That double for Liverpool in game week 25 really does play a big part in our thinking because if it doesn't happen, I think there's a case to be made that Spurs players could be more useful to a lot of FPL managers. Now that's going to depend on chip strategy and stuff like that, but if you've already used your free hit or you don't want to use it in 29, I think Spurs look really good. The fixtures on paper, they haven't got like a run of green fixtures, but none of them are particularly bad especially for an attacker so you've got Everton away this week Brighton at home in 24 and Wolves at home in 25 then you've got that blank in 26 and then you've got Crystal Palace at home in 27 Villa away in 28 Fulham away in 29 as I've already mentioned that is absolutely guaranteed to be on and then even in game week 30 it's Luton at home so if you wanted to delay your wild card if you've still got that a little bit later that's a really good fixture as well now if you compare Spurs players to Man City Man City don't blank in 26, and they've got the extra fixture in 25. So they have got extra fixtures over Spurs players, but if you can't be sure they're going to start, then obviously that gain isn't there. And as I've spoken about with Liverpool, if they don't double in 25, then they've got no extra fixtures over Spurs whatsoever. So I do think they're worth considering. You need to think about how you're going to manage game week 26. But I just think if you've got like a Madison and a Jota or a Richarlison and Jota, you're more likely to drop the Liverpool player in 27 sorry in 26 rather than the Spurs one because of what's going to come afterwards so that's all about chip strategy fixtures and stuff like that in terms of James Madison I like him as a pick I think he's absolutely nailed on when he's fit and obviously he's back to fitness now played 87 minutes last night you'd expect him to continue starting for Spurs the underlying numbers are pretty good as well but I'm not sure I would buy him ahead of Richarlison because Madison's 7.9 right so in Richarlison You've got a player that's 0.9 million cheaper. I think for starts, Richarlison is almost as nailed on as Madison. I can't say exactly the same because I don't think that's true. But I think in that number nine role, he is first choice for Spurs right now. So even when Son eventually comes back, I think he just takes Werner's place. Now, of course, Werner could come off the bench. Son could move to number nine and Richarlison could be subbed off. I'm not saying his minutes are as good as Madison. Absolutely not. But I do think he's first choice, right? And I think maybe that's being a little bit underrated at the moment. He's also got seven goals. uh, Sorry. Yeah, seven goals in the last seven games. And his attacking... uh, Sorry, his goal threat is much higher than James Madison. So if Richarlison and Madison had exactly the same minutes from now until game week 29, I think Richarlison's got every chance of scoring more points. He's more likely to go and get you a goal. Madison is probably more likely to get you an assist most of the time but obviously the minutes are maybe not going to be the same but then you've got that saving on him as well of 0.9 million so a lot of it's going to come down to how much money do you have to spend you've got you've got to start thinking about what your future transfers might be so for me for example this week will be probably Alvarez to Harlem right spoiler alert for team selection video tomorrow that's almost certainly what I'm going to do and I'll have 1.7 million in the bank if I had Madison instead of Richardson then I've only got 0.7 that might stop me getting in like a jotter for Gordon or something like that. I don't know what I'm going to do um after this week but it is in the back of my mind. Now obviously I'm not going to switch Richardson to Madison but if I was starting fresh and having to buy one, I think I would go for the cheaper option. I guess it also depends on how many other risks you've got in your team. If you've got a few players you can't be 100% sure are going to keep their place or maybe they're injury prone you're going to have transfers to deal with. Later on, maybe go for Madison because he's 100 percent certain, I mean 99.99 percent certain to start every game. but I do think Richardson's minutes are being underrated a little bit. I do think he's first choice number nine. I think when song comes back, it'll be Verner that misses out um, rather than Richardson. Could be wrong there, but I think for 0.9 million saving, it could be worth it. I definitely think Spurs players are worth looking at. So we need to talk about Trent Alexander-Arnold. He didn't start against Chelsea last night, despite getting minutes off the bench against Norwich in the FA Cup at the weekend. But not only that, his understudy at right-back, Connor Bradley, starts against Chelsea, gets a goal and two assists, puts in a man-of-the-match performance, and he has absolutely taken this opportunity while Trent has been injured to show Jurgen Klopp what he can do, and more importantly, show that he's fully capable of being in that Liverpool first eleven. So we need to talk about the knock-on effects for Trent in FPL. Now I don't for one second think that Bradley is now first choice right back and Trent's going to have to work his way back into that team so I would not buy Bradley for FPL despite how cheap he is. I don't think you're likely to get a huge amount of minutes from him. I think we can all probably agree that Trent is still first choice right back. Maybe I was a little bit too confident about his minutes following his injury against Chelsea but I'd be really surprised if he doesn't start against Arsenal. So Bradley almost certainly not An FPL option, unless Trent goes and gets injured again. But he could cause problems for Trent generally, right? Not every other game being benched, but if Klopp needs to rest Trent, then he's got a player he can do that with now. Whereas before, okay, you could play Gomez there, but it's not quite the same player as someone like Trent, whereas Brandy can fit into that role a little bit better. So down the line, it could be a problem. If we look at Liverpool's fixtures coming up, right? I think he starts against Arsenal this weekend, as long as he's fit then that's on Sunday. The next game against Burnley is the following Saturday on the 10th of February. Then Brentford is on the 17th of February. There's no reason why Trent Trent can't play all three of those games. If the Luton game goes into game week 25, that will be on the 21st of February. So it's four days after the Brentford game and four days before the Carabao Cup final against Chelsea. So if you were going to play Connor Bradley and rest Trent, when would you do it? You'd probably do it for that Luton at home game And then, obviously, you've got the Carabao Cup final. Trent plays that. That's on the 25th. The FA Cup fifth round will be around the 28th. So maybe you play Connor Bradley in that. And then you bring Trent back in for the Premier League game, right? So in terms of FPL games, I don't think Trent's going to miss that many. But could he miss that Luton game if it goes into double game week 25? It's definitely a possibility. Now, if you don't own Trent... There's no rush to bring him in anyway, right? Arsenal away is a pretty difficult fixture. And I think he's he's so good, potentially, for FPLs. And we've seen what he can do, right? I would probably still want him in. But if you think there's a genuine chance he misses that Luton game, I think you could go without him, especially if it's got a knock-on effect in terms of other transfers you want to make, budget and stuff like that. Because then he would have Burnley at home, great. Brentford away, not bad. But I could see Brentford primarily totally scoring in that game. And then you've got a blank in 26. If you don't think he gets the Luton fixture as well, might not be as worth it. Personally, I just think with Trent, there is so much upside with him. I would want to take that risk and just hope that Conor Bradley doesn't play. But there is now that slight doubt in my mind. If you already own him, it's easy. You just keep hold of him, right? No issues there whatsoever unless Klopp says there's an injury doubt with him uh, in his press conference. But I do think for anyone that doesn't own him, there's probably a few question marks there. I guess it all comes down to how much you think Connor Bradley's going to play and he has definitely done no harm with his performances while Trent has been out but I just think I think it's a little bit like the Simicast situation with Robertson when Robertson's fully fit Simicast just doesn't play that often when he's fit as well and I just think it's probably going to be the same with Connor Bradley am I super confident on that I suppose I'm not right there is a slight doubt but I think Trent is clearly still first choice and maybe they were just giving him an extra game off um, against Chelsea at home before having to come in and play against Arsenal I could be wrong on that though let me know what you think in the comments below if you've enjoyed that video make sure to give it a like and hit that subscribe button rate five stars if you're listening on podcast I'll be back tomorrow with two videos right I want to wait until all the games are done before I do my team selection because I've still got a couple of players tonight uh Solanke and Ariola, I think And obviously I'll do final thoughts after the press conferences as well So you can get your questions into me on Twitter when I put that tweet out uh, sometime tomorrow morning otherwise I'll catch you then